and welcome to the Magic Life podcast. And today I'm with Raf Backus, um, who is the business development manager for Magic Life. And um, we work very, very closely together because we work together at head office. Um, but we do very different roles. I'm sort of more into marketing, and Raf, um, as far as I knew, was just the person who gets. Uh, new clients coming into the company, but that's a very simplistic view, and I wanted to, you <laughs> yeah. know, I wanted to expand on it. what is it that you actually do. Uh, you know, really co- <laughs> million dollar question, John. Yeah. What, what, so, how, how's your role within Magic Life? What, uh, um, first and foremost, good afternoon, Joe. Hello. <laughs> good to how see are you? you? I'm very well, thanks. And um, thanks for inviting me to do the podcast. I've obviously sat down and listened to every other one that you've done. Yeah and past critique yeah <laughs> so now i'm in the hot spot so what what was the question buddy <laughs> um what the hell do you do what do i do so god i started in magic life i'll give you a bit of an overview i started in magic life seven years ago um at the time i was in the last year of studying as a counselor and psychotherapist um i'd previously worked in kind of addiction services and stuff like that, ex-offenders, and um, I started Magic Life as I was doing my dissertation. I was doing my dissertation in um, dual diagnosis and black and ethnic minority men. And I came to Magic Life part-time, I think. I was doing 16 hours while I was, whilst I was in practice, private practice as well. And um, to be honest, I, I really kind of started the job because I wanted a bit of inside knowledge of yeah. what it was to be, you know, to be working with people with a dual diagnosis. And I came to Magic Life. My first day I nearly turned turned around and walked out because, <laughs> it, you know, support work, I had a very different idea of what support work was. And seven years later, I'm still here. Um, yeah. So was that, was coming to Magic Life at the time part of the course or... You just added that so you could help bolster your knowledge whilst doing the, the course at the time? It was, it was actually to bolster my knowledge. I mean, I, I came in with a kind of clear mindset of, I want to work with these kind of clients. I want to kind of get to the crux of whys, the whys, um, the hows, and see if I could have any influence on potentially helping people to find a different way of living. Yeah. Um, I loved being a support worker. Um, I think it was probably the most fulfilling job that I've ever had. And I, yeah. I, I've done lots of different things. I, I worked in youth theatre for, for many years. I've done pantomime. I've been dressed as a snowman and mm-hmm. been doing pantomime. I've done pantomime in Great Ormond Street on New Year's Eve, dressed as Crumpet the Snowman, which was hugely rewarding stuff. Um, but support work, it, it's something that it never leaves you. Yeah. You know, if I, if I go into services now, I'm I'm more than happy to kind of jump in and pull my sleeves up and get in there because that's where the the real work is. Yeah. You know, that's the opportunity you have to kind of work with those individuals and make change. Yeah. And, you know, change for the better and offer a good quality of life. And I think it held me in good stead, actually, coming from support worker role. Because it gave me an overview of the organisation. It gave me an overview of what would I want if it was my family member? What would it, 
what would I want if it was my son or my daughter or, or my wife or my parents? Mm. And I really felt as a support worker, you could really do that good work. And yeah, it's held me, it's held me in good stead because I, I approached our assessments in the way of how can we support this individual? Um, how can we improve the quality of life for this individual? If I don't think we, we can do that, which is very rare, I honestly think Magic yeah. Life can kind of, you know, with the right, the right training and the right staff in place, I really believe Magic Life, we're in a position where we can support anybody. Um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of, it's a, bit of an, uh, a running joke within Magic Life, you know, if I had a 50 bedroom home, it would be full up with 48 clients and me and my family would be living in the other two rooms because I want to take everybody home with me. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that I don't have a human connection with the individuals that we're assessing. And now, where, where we're at now as an organisation, I think that that's, I've got the greatest job yeah, you know, I really have. You know, I, I, I get, know. get to go out and meet people on a day to day. It's fantastic. We, I know, me and you have had lots of conversations about you know your assessments and the people that you've met, and I've even seen you shed a tear. I mean, I yeah, won't open up too much, but when you see some some people having real difficulties in their life, going yeah. through major trauma, yeah, um, you know, you feel we feel in. Um, uh, in, what's in, empowered or uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? We feel like a empowered. duty. Empowered. Is empowered and to yeah. try and help improve their Absolutely life. And not. I know it sounds really, you know, false in a yeah. sense, but it's true, man, it? you know, it's really true. You know, yeah. we, we've spoken at length about some people, um, and they've got, you know, they've come from terrible backgrounds. Yeah. And because we're fathers ourselves, yeah. you know, we've all got we've got children ourselves. We said we can't have that. It's no. bad. I think yeah. that it's interesting you say that parental kind of instinct kicks in and yes, I have shed tears, many tears in fact. And, you know, it, God, some, some people have had a, a, re a really tough life, Joe, yeah. you know, and, and some kids have had a really tough life. And when you look at your own children and you kind of reflect on how lucky I, we, I am as a parent to, to have the children that I have and everyone should be afforded that love and love and care and yeah. unfortunately they're not you know mm. and some of the people some some of the people we're privileged to look after have got a really traumatic background and that that's painful and, mm. it, and it's it's painful to kind of read it's it's more painful to hear and you can't help but want to put on that cape and rescue yeah you know it's it's an innate feeling that we all have you know you, you want to rescue that individual from from where they are and sometimes that's difficult to kind of sometimes it's difficult to put the cape down yeah you know? yeah um, but the reality is is that you know unfortunately there are there are always people in society that have had problems and at least we're in a position to try and find the right environment for them to live fulfilling lives. Absolutely. Um, you know, I always try and stress that we're a supported living company, not not a um, we don't we're not dictatorial in a sense that you know you have to do this or do mm -hmm. that, but we try and infuse them and give them a pathway to a full and rich life. Absolutely. You know, and um, you know, I, I think as an organisation we do really well with that. 
you know, yeah. we, we, we push we push the boundaries, we take, you know, positive risk taking seriously. Absolutely. And I, I'm proud of, of the organization. I truly am proud yeah, of the organization. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. On you know, and also the people that work within all of the projects do amazing work. Absolutely. And um, and this is in part why I started doing this podcast because I wanted to to um, not show the world what we do, but um, advertise that support work is really valid work, and Absolutely. you get a lot out of it. You do, yeah. You know, um, and that's really because uh, there is an industry shortage of support workers. And what I was trying to do is trying to raise the profile, saying, "Look, support work just doesn't end at being just a support worker. You can transition." And like you said just now, yeah. you started as a support Absolutely. worker. And, you know, your head office, uh, you know, we all have a major part in how the whole company is run. Yeah. And we put our, our views. And the nice thing about our company, I don't, I'm, I'm over talking here, is that everyone has a valid point of view. They you know, yeah. And we're not shut down, you yeah. know. Um, so um, what's the, what, how, how, do, how does a, how is the person refer to us? How's that, how does that journey start? Okay, so I think initially when we, when we started off, so we had four homes, Magic Life 2015 when I started. Um, the only kind of referral process was from, through a local DP, through the DPS, a direct purchasing system, which is what local authorities use for adult social care. Obviously, as you build up contacts, like any, like any business, mm -hmm. you, you build up contacts, you get to know people. You get to know social workers, commissioners, care coordinators, and that database, in essence, of contacts grew. Mm -hmm. And those referrals started trickling, and then they became more and more and more as, the, as your contacts grow, as your reputation grows as well. Um, obviously, as an organisation, we've expanded um, over the past seven years, and people get to hear about good services. Mm -hmm. um, and from that you get more and more referrals and more people reaching out and you know thing, things have changed as well it's not just kind of the person relationship anymore there's, there's frameworks there's there's the internet people, the amount of people that get onto Google I have lots of people probably don't know this but I get lots of calls from families and it's not actually a referral half the time it's just a desperate cry for help, for help or, adv it. or advice so Maybe in a week, I spend two hours on the phone having conversations with people who have just reached out to Magic Life because they're they're at their wits' end. And right, and they're just, just, they're just looking for some sort of guidance. Yeah, they? they don't know where to turn, or you know, I'm in a very privileged position that I I do know lots of different organisations and contacts, so I'm happy to share that knowledge. Yeah, but I've, I actually think it's my responsibility um, to share that knowledge. Yeah, from, from not just from Magic Life's perspective, but also from a personal perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get contacted by f far and wide. I mean, we've got somebody from East Ayrshire. Yeah. We've got somebody from the Isle of Wight, and pretty so much everywhere in between. Who, who makes the first contact? Is it like a social worker? They they find us, let's say, on on the internet. They, they search for Magic Life or Supported Living in North London. We come up, and and then and obviously they they click on the button to or they pick up the phone to call you. Is that normally like a social worker, or is but that? Who's the first normal point of contact, or is it always different? It, it, 
can be different. It can be a social worker, it can be a care coordinator, it can be a commissioner, it can be a bro one of the brokerage team, it could be the individual themselves, a family member. So our referrals come from many different angles, actually. And, um, and when, once that's happened, let, let's say, uh, if I gave you a scenario, let's say a social worker gives you a call, yep. they give you the outline of a potential uh, yep. client that needs to be placed or wants to be placed, right? Yep. Um, what's the process then? How do you do you then get paperwork down, or then you just go and arrange a visit with that the potential client, and then do an assessment so you can gauge what they need? What's that process? So like? that's, an, that's an interesting point, Joe. It's varied. I mean, obviously, obviously, you'd like to have as much background information on an individual as possible. Um, the difficulties of that sometimes paperwork's not up to date. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's missing vital information. The most important thing is there's a person behind that piece of paper. Yeah. And, you know, if someone's to do a, do a biography of your, yours or my life, chances are it would have probably the worst bits in it as yeah, opposed yeah. to the best bits of, of, of what we bring as human beings. In terms beings. of the paperwork, when yeah. they get sent over, they only highlight the worst the bits. Worst. So often when you get a piece of paperwork in it, to be fair, it has to highlight the kind of risks and the dangers and stuff like that. But you you don't get a feel of who that person is. Um, right. Every piece of paper, there's a human being behind that. And it's very hard to kind of make a judgment based on a piece of paper. I mean, you know, I've, I've assessed people from every walk of life and in every circumstance and every setting from jails, um, Forensic units, psychiatric units, hospital, uh, different hospitals, supported living providers at home with parents. So kind of far and wide and I love to meet people and yeah. I think it's really important. I, I, I think the most important thing is giving that individual your time, mm -hmm. going out to see them face to face and Given them my time, I, if it was me in that situation, I'd, I'd expect someone to give me my time. They want to open up their story absolutely. to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you find that there's a pattern when you do the assessment and you're sitting down with a, 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 a potential uh, new client that the first maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, it's just a, a very easy conversation where you're just trying to get them to open up and you're trying to really find out who that person is and how you can help them? Yeah, and, and building trust as well. I mean, lots of the people that we're privileged to support, they've told their stories numerous, numerous, numerous times. Right. And going in to do that assessment, you're just another professional. Right. Um, and there's often a deep mistrust of professionals. They're, um, they're already guarded, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. So initially, it might take an hour just to start to build a relationship with that individual and not even touching on their presentation or the diagnosis or what kind of support they need. That first hour might just be a conversation of gaining their trust. And as they're opening up to you, are are the brain cells already firing? So actually, I think they would be really Absolutely. good here. Uh, I think they would already fit in with this. Absolutely. Because you know all the clients intimately. Yeah. You're saying, well, oh, this person would really work here. This Because you've got to have a, a good knowledge of all the, all the services, all the and, services all the and all the individuals Absolutely. there to, to be able to say, oh, this, per this particular person, I think it would really mix well with ABC because he's got this like, or he likes football, or he likes motor rate, or whatever it might be. 
So you're already in your mind as you're assessing. You're thinking. You're thinking, I think they could work here. Yeah. Do you ever get to a point where you think, I don't think we've got a place for this person? Yeah, often. And that that hurts me, actually, mm. you know, because why, why, why is yeah. there something suitable for that individual? Why does that individual have to stay in hospital? Yeah. Or, or stay somewhere where they're not happy? I often think that, and you're right, I, I do know all of our services. I know all of the residents. Um, I know pretty much all of the mums of the people we support as well. Yeah. I've got most of their numbers in my phone, and, you know, I, I'd like to think that I'm open and people can call me. But, yeah, going out, going out and assessing, you can often see, actually, your work in that service. If I've got a, a pre-idea of what service would be suitable for an individual prior to doing the assessment, I go with a service manager. Right. So if a, if a client referral came over to me and I said, OK, that person, based on reading, is definitely suitable for this home, I would ask either ask that service manager to go mm -hmm. and assess, or I would go with the service manager of the the um, allocated home and do it together. Right. It's you don't always know based on a piece of paper where where that individual fits. You know, mm. going out to meet them. You, can, I love meeting people. I I think it's the the best job in the world. Yeah. You know? but, but you need to you need to also be mindful that the, these are vulnerable people that we support. And you have to be very, very mindful with regards to placements. You mm. know. Um, I mean, we're entrusted to, to make their lives better yeah, and we've got absolutely. to put them in the right place. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, do we always get it right? Most of the time. Mm. But the good thing about that, with the hesitation, it, when you're honest about if, if we've got it right or when we've got it wrong, it's, I, I could see that. I mean, I, I could see that there could be a situations where companies don't want to lose a client because of the financial uh, aspects of it. Yeah. But if you hold your hand up and say, "Look, they're not working out at this particular project because of this, because of that, whatever it may well be," I think it's always good practice to go, "Look, we we haven't got it right here. Absolutely. We've got to change tack. We've got Absolutely. to do something different." You just can't sit on there and say, "Well." Let's not do anything. Well, you have to be mindful of as well. Most of our services are kind of four, five, six people upwards. Yeah. You know, and if you've always got to have the welfare of not just the individual that you're assessing, but those that already, oh, live, already. That yeah. already live in that home and what what that dynamic potentially be, bring. Um, so you have to be mindful. At the same time, you, you also have to take calculated risks sometimes with regards yeah. to kind of individuals and... Especially when it, you look at things like social interaction and social isolation as well. Often we, you know, often I go and assess individuals who they're so, so socially isolated, Joe. That it, it's sad. You come away, you come away from, from an assessment with a deep sense of loss. And why isn't this person part of their community? Why don't they have friends? Hmm. Why don't they interact with their peers? Would they be if they moved into a home with four other people? They might not get on with two of them, yeah. But two of them, they've they've got an opportunity of forming a real positive peer group there. And sometimes that's the risk that you have to take because we're in this industry because we care. You mm -hmm. know, no one comes into care without having that innate kind of feeling of wanting to support. Um, you know, we all know it's it's a it's a hard job. Support work is a hard job, and 
it's it can sometimes you can feel underwhelmed and unappreciated you know sometimes kind of you can go to work and you'll, you'll get called every name under the sun and things thrown attacked at you and spat on and it's the ability to kind of come in the next day with the same amount of zest and you know pl placing individuals you you've really got to be mindful but you've also got to take those positive risks if you if you really feel that that is going to benefit that individual in the long term and to be honest, majority of the time for us, it's worked out. Yeah, I think it has worked right. out. I mean, I've seen some great, some great success stories Absolutely. of people we support that you didn't, you didn't think that that was that was going to come from that. And you Absolutely, lively man. <laughs> <laughs> and he done well. Yeah. And even to the point where I questioned, so he that doesn't look like he's got. Um, <laughs> It looks fine, right? Yeah, and, yeah but absolutely. Obviously, you know, I don't work with them on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. so I don't always see, you know, the, the, the stuff warning, behind the it. Stuff behind yeah. it. You only see the good bits sometimes. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I've seen some great stories. You know, Joby, every individual comes with a, a past and a history, and I feel sometimes the, the focus is too much on the past and the history. You, you've got to focus on the present and the future. You know, we've got some great examples of positive risk taking across the organisation, and you know, young people that have come into come to Magic Life who have had lots of can'ts on their risk assessments. Can't do this, can't do that, and actually, to see that the life that they are living at the moment is it. You wouldn't be human if it didn't move yeah. you. You know, I mean, I know we can talk about examples, but we're not. We, we obviously, for professionalism, can't bring yeah, individuals yeah. into it. But some of the, the things I've seen, and you think, oh, man, Absolutely, they're living man. their best life. And do you know what? It's it's interesting because people are only going to hear this. If they could see it and see the big smiles on both of our faces when yeah. we're talking about the kind of work that we do. Um, and I think that, that that's kind of what Magic Life is about. You know, we from the, from the top, from the director down. You know, yeah. we're all fully invested in Magic Life as an organisation. We're fully invested in the progress of individuals. Of the yeah, individuals I see it all the time. Support, you know, uh, we hear it. We're involved every day. We hear individual stories every Absolutely. day and challenges, and but also the positive sides of it. And because you know, I do the marketing of it yeah, yeah. Uh, and the newsletters that was designed to because because we are getting quite big. We don't want to lose that feel of. You know, everyone's together. So to be able to share stories from, let's say, Devonshire Lodge with Burlington Lodge or Parkside with Hayland, they can open up that newsletter and go, oh, yeah, look what they're doing. Look, look, this person's doing. They're having a great time, you know, and to, to share it. And everyone, I know sometimes they must think, oh, we got, <laughs> you know, send some images to Joe and That's stuff like that. But... If they understood the importance of sharing yes. the stories of what people are doing, you know, with one another and say, yeah, look, this is what we're doing together. You know, it's about the individual and also the staff, because, you know, we don't focus enough about some of our staff. And I'm trying to encourage them to talk about the great work and highlight what staff are doing individually, not just within yep. the work that they do. But let's say they might be doing a master's and stuff like that, because. I want to keep that that human that you know tight knit company together where we support one another. I kind of feel we like that as an organisation. I mean, you know, it, we we know what's going on on the ground. We, yeah. We've got our kind of 
we've got our, our ears to the ground and you know and it's it's not all doom and gloom no it's, no, it's, it's not it's, all uh, doom and gloom no we, i think we we do we we have a, we're quite jovial we have a laugh when i go into the projects i'm always kidding messing yeah. about dancing we don't have it's you know it's not a hard luck story no we're doing good work and we should be happy in you know and I think going to see, see the individuals that we support and seeing the kind of the, the change in that quality and the smiles on their faces and it's lovely Joe yeah it, it is really lovely. is man you, you see know? this is what goes back down to promoting support work if you've never done it right and then when you when you go into it you say well I, when I've done these podcasts I said what is it you get from it what what do you get out of doing this job you know, that's really my core question. Mm. What's the thing that drives you every day, right? And then I'll ask, try and ask questions, you know, what's your happiest moment or what's your proudest moment, right? Because I know a lot of the staff, they have maybe worked really hard with a particular person mm -hmm. and then they've seen the breakthrough and they feel like a sense of pride Absolutely. that they were the ones that yeah. took them on that journey. Sense right? of ownership almost. And then sometimes that same, that um, same same uh, client that they worked in has had something happen, gone wrong, and how that affected them. You know, because we form in these bonds with these people, and yeah. it must affect you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, look, the first client that I ever supported when I started working with Magic Life, um, he passed away during the pandemic, and that was a really, really, really tough period. I think across Magic Life, I think it hit all of us. It deeply upset me mm. um, I'm in contact with this gentleman's family they don't live in the UK and the kind of love that we were shown from the family when when this when this gentleman passed away and the kind of gratitude for everything that we'd done for him mm. it, it, it blew me away and even through their grief they were they took the time to thank us yeah and I know that you've done a lovely, a lovely video message and yeah, you yeah. sent over to the family and that was shown at his, at his funeral and actually that was at the height of the pandemic and I was devastated, Joe. And actually our director at the time um, offered to pay for me to, to go to fly out to Ireland mm. to, to attend the funeral and, but because of the travel restrictions at the time it just wasn't, it, it wasn't viable. Yeah. But that kind of hit home that you know, that passing of that individual, it impacted all of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it really impacted us as an organisation. And that, for me, kind of sums up what Magic Life is about. We talk about the Magic Life family, and it feels like that. Yeah. It feels like we are a family, you know. And we support some wonderful, wonderful young, young and older adults, you know, and it... It's humbling. It's really humbling to to do this kind of work, you know, and, and and to work with people that really trust you and really rely on you. Actually, rely on Magic Life and rely on our team for their day to day functioning. And sometimes mm. it is a the difference between a life and death situation. Actually, yeah. you know, and I think support work's probably undervalued from a professional perspective. Um, like I said, it's it's long hours. You're often working with some of society's most challenging individuals. Um, notoriously, the pay is not the the greatest pay in the world, you know. And it it takes a special kind of person. See, that's the but. See, if 
Now, this is the thing. You have to ask the question. If, if you know, you can work long hours and pay might not always be the best. I wouldn't say it's terrible. No, no, it's actually, absolutely. You know, it's okay. yeah, yeah. you know if, if you put me in a position where I had a choice of just stacking shelves or working in a warehouse or doing something quite robotic, yeah. you know, or working with an individual, absolutely. right, having pretty much free range to design your day, absolutely. right, and say, let me, how can I be creative? What can I do um, that, one, I know that they will like. Also, I'm going to probably like it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I'm getting out and I'm doing things that I normally not wouldn't do. Absolutely. And every day can be varied, yep. right? Because no day is ever going to be the same yep, as the next. I agree. Right? My, my worst nightmare is going to a job where it's Groundhog Day every day. Every day, right? yeah. And, and, and this is what really support work isn't about. Yeah. I, it, do, I do support work. Yeah. All day, every day. I mean, day, it's difficult you know. work. It's not, you know, sugarcoat. It can be difficult. Absolutely, it can be yeah. challenging. Yeah. You're working with an individual and then, you know, you're gaining the, their trust. They're, you're, you know, you're gaining the trust with them. You're knowing the limits. And then you start experimenting. Well, can we maybe go to a walk, water park or can I go horse riding? I mean, you've seen the videos of the yes, horse riding absolutely. with certain individuals yeah. that when they first came to us yep. and they said, they ain't never going to do that. Yeah. Right. And you think, oh, really? Look what they're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny when you when you highlight that because that individual that you're talking about, I you know, I assessed that young lady, and it was very much and the young man actually. Both yeah. Those, um, there was lots of don'ts and can'ts. Yeah. You know, and I when I done the assessment, I took everything with tongue and cheek in yeah. regards to the can'ts, and I said, well, you know, their life's going to be slightly different now. And, yeah. And it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, the thing is, you've commented this on before, when, you know, people always look at the big sort of the poster image, like, oh, look, they're riding a horse. Yeah. Oh, look, they're, I don't know, they're doing some sort of mad activity. But the ones that you always pick yeah. out on are, he's just, look, at he's in the pub. Yeah. Or he's picking out his own food in yeah. Tesco's. Yeah. Or he's picking out his Same clothes. clothes. Yeah. I know that you express times to me, so... Look at him. He's not wearing what we classify as the uh, standard Uni uniform. That uniform that sometimes gets care, social yeah. care uniform. That yeah. is the, now he's wearing. Look, he's wearing the, uh, a Nike or Absolutely. he's wearing Reebok trainers. Absolutely. He's got. Um, look at that T-shirt he's wearing. His haircut. Look at his haircut. <laughs> yeah. Look at his hat. Yeah. You know, and he's choosing that, or they are choosing that for themselves, yeah. right? And you think. You know, sometimes I look at them. It's like I said before. Sometimes you think, I don't see the, I don't see a problem. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah. just normal people, yeah, and they are, and that's what I know. You get a lot. Yeah, yeah, you get absolutely. a kick out of that. There was, I'll tell you what. There was, there was, there was one young young man. I, I assessed him, Joe. He was in a, he was in a hospital that's now closed down. Um, I went to go and see this young man. They asked me if I would like to view him through a window. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I won't use the profanities that I that I used at the time, but, yeah. but it was along the lines of I've come to see this young man. I haven't come to the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cried on the train journey back. Um, this was a young man who, at the time, was three years older than my son. Yeah. Um, a local boy, North London boy. Um, it really, it really hit home, Joe. It mm. really, really hit home, and 
oh God, I wanted to take him home. Yeah. You know, I wanted to take him home because I wanted to look after him. And seeing the progress that this young man made, and we we had a, he wouldn't go through any doors. So when he came to us initially, he, he didn't go out for two weeks. And I went over to, this was at Devonshire Lodge, I went over to the project and I went to go and see him. And the member of staff that was supporting him had run his bath. And I went in and I got some clothes out. And I said, do you want to wear this or you want to wear this? And mm -hmm. he chose the clothes. He come out of the bath. He got dressed. And I said, coming in, we're going out. And he looked at me, Joe. He looked terrified, but he held my hand. Mm -hmm. And he showed me that he trusted me. And Joe, I'm the wrong side of... 45. <laughs> this, this lad was 18 years old, big strapping lad, and he he was ready to go. Yeah. Thankfully, I had a pair of trainers on. We went out and we jogged to the park. Yeah. He ran round the park. He ran round, came back, grabbed my arm, and we walked back together. That's the one of the most rewarding moments in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, that will stay with me forever, that he looked at me with that level of trust and he could see that he could trust me and I wouldn't let him down. Mm. And for him to get out, for him to be out and about. Leading on from that, there was then a video, a video was shared with us of this young lad walking through Wood Green Shopping City, mm -hmm. going into KFC and just sitting down having a meal. It doesn't sound like a lot, but seeing this lad, this 18-year-old boy, walking through Wood Green Shopping City, like every other 18 year old boy lad there's nothing about this boy that made people turn around and stare at him or point at him or marginalize him in the community he just looked like every other 18 year old kid he went into kentucky he chose what he wanted to eat and he sat down yeah then he came home that's what we're here yeah, it's for beautiful man it's beautiful I mean, man yeah, it, it really is it really is and that's probably that and an image of uh, yeah. of, of our friend uh, you know sitting yeah. in the pub and that for me, that that image, he's he's smiling, he he's sitting down, he's gone for a pub lunch, just like we all do on a Sunday afternoon, you know. This is where you sometimes the 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 poster images get in the way of of really what what the point is. Absolutely. Is that just living a a life that everyone else considers yes. to be normal. Normal. Yeah. And for some of the people that we spoke is is difficult challenging yes. but when they get to that point they're just doing what we do yeah you know and and they have the choice they're making the choice absolutely and you there's know? no one pointing and they're not yeah. they're not walking around with a massive label attached to them you know yeah. um with their diagnosis and people are not filming them and putting them on TikTok or youtube yeah. because they're having a bit of a a moment in the community you know and it is those simple, those simple images that I absolutely love. No, yeah, I, I like that. I, I love it. And, and when you, you know, we, we know the project managers of who you know all, all the project managers do good work, and you know, um, they are the ones that have got them to that level. You know, yeah. it sounds like we're we're creating them, but you know, they got we we well, you put them in the right environment with the right support with level of support. Yeah, right. Not too much, not too little, but the right yeah. level of support yeah. for that particular person. And then the, that manager has gone with that and, and put the resources behind them and the, 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 the structure behind them that gets them to that point, right? And so thanks to the project managers and Absolutely. to the support staff and everyone involved in 
getting to that point. Do you know what? When, you see, when I see those clips, Joe, that's what that's the image that I have when I do those assessments. That's the quality of the life that yeah. I want for the individual. I suppose it's, when you look at it from doing that point of the first initial assessment yeah. and coming from maybe secure environments yeah. um, where someone's saying, well, you can talk to him through a glass window, mm. you know, are you, what? Yeah, exactly. And then you're looking at them, let, I don't know, a relatively short period down the road where you're watching them in a normal environment. So I helped that person. Yeah. I did my bit. Yeah. They've done their bit. But as a complete organisation, I mean, it sounds like we're really, uh, really promoting magic life. Yeah. All social, you know, we've done that. Yeah, absolutely. We've done that and help them, everyone's done their part to get them there. Yeah. And that's what really it's about, it's rewarding, yeah. man. It's a collective as well, man, you hit the nail on the head, it's a collective with regards yeah. to kind of, you know, f from here, here, us here at head office and, and you being instrumental with kind of facilitating activities and going out into the community, you know, we, we, we purchased a car, was it last year we got? Yeah, well, no, about two years now. Two, two yeah. years, you know, but, Buying that car was a, a, a massive thing for us, a seven-seater car, and suddenly having the opportunity to, to not, for our clients not to be limited with what they do, that opened up a whole new world, you know, the booking system, the homes, booking the car, booking go-mo-go, -go and mm -hmm. going to South End, the, the homes know that they can book that car and they can go to the beach and they've got the assurities that they've got a safe vehicle to transport the individual and get back safely. That's made a massive, massive difference. Yeah, I think you know. it has made a big... And also having Mo, our driver Mo, yes, yes, you know, who's, who's there near enough all the time, um, you know, driving him about, getting him in situations, you know, going to Whipsnade Zoo, going to the museum, going to RAF uh, Museum, or wherever, doing whatever they want. It's I amazing. Mean, we, we've done a lot of work with that, and, and we can... Continue to do that. Also, when we look at the kind of the, the, the homes as well, you know, the, the quality of the homes that Magic Life have, I feel proud. I feel proud. Yeah. I feel so proud. I, you know, of kind they're, of walking they're good, around. Nice homes. They're, yeah, and being involved in some of the some of the homes from kind of the onset, from the planning process actually, and the kind of the, the design specification, and we learn as an organisation what's important. It, you look at Hayden, for example, it's got a sensory room, it's got an outdoor arts and crafts room, you've got a, an outdoor gym, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, all of these, the, the facilities that you have. So, and often you go to providers and the options are you're in your room or you're in the one communal area. And that's, that's quite difficult because if those individuals don't necessarily gel, then they're all isolated because they're all in their room. Mm. Actually, kind of the quality of the homes and the, the space that's afforded allows those individuals to have multiple choices when it comes to kind of communal areas. And that really helps the quality of the, the home. You know, everyone wants to have a sense of pride in their house. And I think we have that in Magic Life, you know. Like well, see, so I've sort of started saying, not trying to not use the word client, because mm. I don't see them as clients. Mm. I see them as residents of mm. ours. They're living in... In a home, in that, a home, in a home, in their home, as a resident, yeah. right? Um, and if you look at the, the way that we've, I mean, like let's let's pick out uh, Dan from Park Lodge. He loves decorating mm. a room for an individual, right? And then you look at Pal, who's done lots of work with another individual, decorating 
um, the sensory room mm -hmm. in in the style that he knows that that person requires. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, and you know, even like uh, I'm sure Powell probably get embarrassed in me telling you this, but he sent me a video the other day because we're decorating. We, well, not even decorating. We're completely making <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over a whole flat yep. for an individual that his needs is, is progressed and we understand what he wants. And instead of something, well, we can't do that, we're not gonna do that. So, okay, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. We've completely redecorated, it's not a redecoration, no, it's virtually a, rebuilt yeah, yeah, that, 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 that flat to accommodate this person's needs. But in the meantime, he had to be put somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? And uh, Powell made a video of, you know, showing his staff the potential danger areas, um, you know, we've got to be mindful of that. I mean, that's going to a level. Deep, deep. Yeah. That's going deep, man. It's getting He's it made right. a video. It's getting it right. <laughs> so he can share to his staff, say, look, it's not just a piece of paper. This is what I want to do. These are the potential areas. This is what we should look out for. I mean, come on, that's... that's yeah, that's, that's doing your homework. That's doing your homework. I mean, ensuring the safety. And that, that's not just because he's trying to do his job. That must mean he really he cares. He cares. Absolutely. You know, that's the, the main thing we're talking about. He's going at a level that he's caring for that. And individual. you kind of look at you look at that at Devonshire Lodge as well. You know the kind of the sensory stimulation from from the movement. We've got a young mm. man there that he needed to be out in the car continuously. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't matter where he went. It was just the the motion, the, the yeah. sensory sensory stimulation of the motion. Yeah. And Pav came back and said, actually, you know, I want this. Can we get this swing? Yeah, the swing had to be craned into the back garden. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. that big, and you know, as an organisation, if there's the benefits of an individual, we're always going to look, and that makes me proud as yeah. well. That you know, as, as a company, that money's reinvested. Yeah, and the money's and reinvested into it's us. It's not just well. um, you know. Obviously, we we have to create money to to, to exist as an organisation. We all or staff needs paying, bills Absolutely. need paying, but. From the top down, I mean, literally yeah, from the, the top. top absolutely, yeah. yeah. He, that person, is not shy no. in saying no. Let's do it. Let's let's make that happen for that. Yeah, right? absolutely. And when I've gone round and spoken to um, you know other uh, service managers and spoke to them, they all say the same thing. Pretty much, if they want something, they get, get it. it. Mm. You know, there's. I've never really. I mean. At the moment, everyone wants computers, but computers <laughs> at the moment are a problem because there's no chips, so we're struggling at the moment. But it's it's something that is on our mind, and we are trying to resolve it. But it's reinvesting into the company, yeah. though, isn't it? You know, we're re re that money goes back in. You know, it's yeah. reinvested into the quality of the lives of the people we support. Yeah. You know, the idea of you know if they go out for the day with Mo, there's no financial contribution expected from the individual. No. That's something that Magic Life are kind of facilitating. Yeah. But we realise the importance of the quality of life of yeah. the individual. No, I'm proud of of the organisation, how we support people, and you know, I, I'm proud to be part of it. I mean, our, our podcast normally lasts about half an hour, and we're at like forty five minutes. And I, I'm sure, me, I mean, I know me and you can, <laughs> we can talk chat for all day. hours. You know? um, and it really wasn't. Um, I wanted to really find a little bit more about you, but. Um, what has come out is the, the side that I see of you is where maybe some other people don't see that. There is a genuine uh, um, desire to help people and Absolutely. put them in the right place. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, you know, people don't understand it's, 
they only see it from their perspective but if you took the wider picture of it it's not always clear cut why some things are done the way they're mm. done but trust me it's done from a point of view of real honest love, love and care mate you know we want to make sure that this is being done the right way for the right reasons absolutely you know, i mean i think a lot of people see the title business development and yeah they think i come from a kind of corporate background yeah i don't no. you know i come from a people background and you're my th you're my therapist <laughs> we talk about a lot of things we get it off our chest we absolutely. have we've had good cries together and that's genuine we've had some tearful moments over you know, individuals we've supported. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that only goes to show that we care. I, I hope that is the message that comes out as well, you know, um, that there is a genuine, a genuine care. Care. But I, don't, I believe we do care. Yeah, and it, I believe we care from the top. top all not, the way it's down. not, yeah. you know, we're, we are human, we are human interaction company. Absolutely. We do. Absolutely, mate. Right, we use it. that's obviously an interruption from another call, right? Yeah. Good time to end it. Perfect, mate. Raph, we've got to do another one. Absolutely. Thanks very much for giving me your time. You're I really welcome. appreciate it. I hope everyone got to understand from a top level how things are sort of worked out and how things are going. I'll do a little snapshot of it. And I'm proud that, you know, I work with you. I know we're doing good work. Yeah, and, the, and the whole of the company is good work. Absolutely. Raph. Till next time. Cheers, Thanks bro. Thanks very much, bruv. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.